Welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another program, No Limit Selling. And today we're talking about something I think that is critical that since the dawn of time, people have been struggling with. It's mindset. One part of us you know, knows that we can do better and achieve these things. And then the mindset comes in and sometimes it says, ha, 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 who are you kidding? And if you can master your mindset, you can master anything. And I thought, you know, to explore this topic, we needed uh, some big thinkers. So we have uh, Nick from Ottawa. Welcome. We got Ben from Alberta and Yanni from New York City. Uh, ben, when you kick us off, do a brief intro. Who are you? DC, Where are you? DC. Oh, DC. Oh, yeah. DC it is. I should know that. I used to live in Baltimore, right next door. So, Yanni, why don't you kick it off? Uh, brief intro. Let us know who you are, what you do, and the size of your team. Sure. Uh, I'm Yanni Constantopoulos. I'm a broker with Sotheby's International Realty here in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm licensed in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia as a broker. I run the Thrive team. Uh, we are six agents and two full-time staff. Uh, we'll do about 110 million this year on about 200 transactions. Um, I've been running this team for about seven years. Love every minute. Um, and mindset is something that I try to instill in us day in and day out. Because if your head is right, then the activities can be right. But if you're not in the right headspace, it's never going to help you make an impact. No, I'm going to quote you on that. If your head is right, your activities are right. Uh, so one capital, the capital of the U.S. Let's go to the capital of Canada, Nick in Ottawa. <laughs> Yes, I'm Nick Funditis. I am the uh, the team lead for the creatively named Nick Funditis team here at Royal LePage Performance Realty. Uh, we are the this nation's capital. I have a small team. There's seven of us right now, a uh, few realtors plus some support there, uh, with one of the more interesting ones being a videographer on the team. We're a very video first team. And we are, I mean, the current interesting things about us is that we're in that mushy middle from being a very, very small team, like a, a realtor plus maybe a, a buyer's agent, trying to work our way through to the big leagues. So that's uh, that's what we navigate right now. And Ben from uh, Alberta. Thanks for having me. Um, we're uh, we're with Real Broker here in Calgary, Alberta. Been with them now for about a year and a half and uh, things are amazing. Our team has recently We've almost tripled in size uh, since moving over. Uh, things have been pretty amazing. We're up to about 15 agents now. Uh, and it's funny, it's, Nick, you talk about being in the mushy middle there. I kind of feel like I'm in, at like we've grown into this spot where I'm like, I feel like I'm in this mushy medium size. And uh, so it's interesting just kind of growing into that space. And, uh, and uh, Yanni, one of the things you mentioned there was was the idea of, you know, if your head is right, the behavior is right. And of course, the behaviors, of course, create the results, right? So. Uh, that's one of the biggest things we're working on as well. Uh, my whole belief behind everything, and I think one of the reasons Umar reached out to me originally, because for me, it's all about the beliefs that create the mindset. And so mm -hmm. that's the, one of the biggest places I've, I've spent a lot of time in my adult life focusing on is just getting those beliefs in there so they stick so that the mindset can be more of an automatic thing as opposed to kind of trying to reset it and pump it up every day. What's kind of interesting is we have anywhere from 50,000 to 100,000 beliefs that define who we are. And we could have a belief that uh, uh, I don't deserve. And it sets a financial thermostat that we get to a certain level of uh, success. And as soon as we go beyond that, that belief kicks in and it starts sabotaging what we do. 
And so money is such a critical belief that we have in our society. Uh, ben, have you ever had uh, a realtor that you've been working with that has their financial thermostat set at a lower level? They've got the capability to do more, but as soon as they get near that comfort zone, financial comfort zone, uh, they start uh, sabotaging. Uh, if you can remember one of those, don't name names, and how you got them to uh, uh, look at it differently and break through that barrier. Yeah, that's actually, I'm, I'm glad you asked me first, um, primarily because I've got a really great story. Um, and so if I could kind of change the result of what you're looking for mm. a little bit. Uh, so she, this was less about money. I mean, money is the ultimate metric kind of at the end, if you will. But she was a brand new agent. Um, she had just gotten started. And she's like, hey, I'm brand new. What do I do? I'm like four, four open houses every week until you're full. I'm going to give you some leads. You're going to do this. And then you're going to get out there and have lots of conversations. So after about a month, she had like 50 leads. And I was like, great. How many people are you out with showing homes? And she's like, none. And I was like, okay, let's look at that. Why is that happening? Why are you attracting that? Why are you creating that? Why is, why is that something that you're making? And she's like, what do you mean making? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she was coming from an engineering and a, an education background, two degrees going into real estate. And I'm like, you got to let all that stuff go. So you can focus more on the fact that you know, you're the captain of your ship now, like you're not an employee anymore. You have to be the only person that's that's really kind of making things happen here. And she's like, okay, I can I can wrap my head around that. Um, so I have a process that I, I do with my agents that are open to it. Not everyone is, and that's okay. Uh, but I have a process that I do with my agents and some other people that I kind of help uh, specific to belief change. So the biggest thing is, is that for me with her specifically, we had to just sit down and find out and just, just simply by asking some questions like why are you creating this or why is it happening this way and of course it brings up these beliefs of well i don't think that sales are going to be easy oh okay well there you go let's make sales easy for you right and then we got through that stuff and then you know the other feelings that came up were uh things like um you know i'm coming from an education background and a very professional engineering background being a realtor is a little bit lower in my mind. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. so you don't want to be successful at that. She's like, I kind of don't because it means I need to let go of my education. And I was like, okay, well then we need to elevate what a realtor means to you and what it means to be in service to your clients. Um, and then, so as we kind of worked through these things, you know, we were meeting up like every two weeks and I was like, okay, you know, are you out with some of these 50 people now? Yes, I am. I'm like, okay, are you writing offers? She's like, I'm not. And I go, why aren't you writing offers? And she's like, well, you know, this stuff is coming up. I'm like, okay, let's work through that. So then she started writing offers and I said, okay, are your offers getting accepted? She's like, no, they're not. We're coming in really low. I'm like, why are you doing that? And so we just kind of continued along this process. Uh, and then, you know what? She went from, she went from doing essentially zero business. And then probably by about her ninth month or so, she did, she did almost 50 grand uh, in one month in sales. And it was just, it was tremendous. So ah, superb. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Yanni, for you or one of your agents, you know, can you talk about, you know, having one of those limitations that you overcame or you helped somebody else overcome? Uh, what was that like? And how did you a figure it out? And then how did you diagnose it and fix it? Um, I mean, so I think one of the things that we have encountered is our market has a relatively high price point. So mm. it's, not easy, but it's not impossible to do three, four, or five mil across the course of the year when you're selling an average $800,000, $900,000 unit. 
it's how do you get that next level of growth? And I think one of the things that I've worked really hard as we've built support around the team is I'm all for making investments in the business and adding resources that help the agents perform. What I don't want to do is add resource so that the agents aren't doing activities that they know are difficult. So I think one of the things that we've really worked hard to do is there's activities that you as the agent on the team, you need to own these and you need to make sure that you are tackling them day in and day out because we know that they're going to yield the outcomes if you put in the proper input. And then there's other activities where we have resources on the team that can assist with. So it's how do you break down the day into those tasks and those activities that you know that consistent, 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 consistent action on those things that make the impact are going to be things that we're working on day in and day out. Um, I think that part is is a little bit challenging when agents hit a level of success because I think they think, well, I'm not better than a door knock or better than the follow-up calls or better than handwritten notes, but the assistant can tackle them or someone else can tackle some of those activities. And I try to, to lead by example for the team to show like, I door knock my neighborhood still once a quarter. I load up my kids and we go drop off gifts you know swim team season starts in a couple of days in our neighborhood and we've got a pool and whatever so we go to all of the other swim team families and drop off our new care package so that people know that we're here and what we're doing and you know my kids see that i'm out there working and knocking on doors and talking to people they get into it they get excited about it so i think having the mentality that no matter what level of success you achieve in this space there's going to be things that you have to do yourself um, and they're good things to continue to do on your own, I think is really important. Um, but we work hard to kind of have a really good expectation of here are things that the agent themselves should be doing and owning and really refining so they can get better at. And then there are other activities that the support structure can take care of. And when we have those things in unison, I think it's when the rising tide will lift all boats and we all can benefit from it. Nice. One of my uh, friends, uh... Doug Miller, he uh, has his companies around for 30 years and everybody in sales has to make their cold calls. And when he makes his, he doesn't do it in his office. He comes into the bullpen every day and just models the behavior that he wants, uh, even though he doesn't need to do it anymore. But those basic things are any single sports team that's ever fallen uh, out of whack. The new coach comes in and says, we're going to go back to the basics. Because that's where success is. That's where money is. And uh, Nick, how about you? Uh, any stories of mindset change for you or your uh, charges? So the the mindset change from being an individual agent to a agent with a admin and then an agent with a buyer wow. agent support was a was a big shift. And now to be a team lead is a is another shift again. Uh, what I find has been helpful for the team this year is not only to have structure in place, which which I've always been good at structure. I had an employee manual before I had any employees, actually, that I wrote for myself. I was like a, that type of personality. But um, now that we have more selling team members, we have more realtors on the team to help them break down their day and anticipate what they're going to be doing through the week. So that there's dedicated prospect time in the morning, first thing that they're doing, that's the expectation. We don't schedule other things in that window. 
and that's their hard prospecting is first thing in the morning. So that's the the one to one uh, calls and things like that. And then other types of prospecting where they might be texting or they might be doing CMAs for a client that takes is a little bit less emotional load on them. That's in another block later in the day. But what what helps mindset shift for the agents is it removes some of that chaos. If they know what they're supposed to focus on, that helps them keep calm throughout the process and know that if they dedicate to that to that process and commit to it, they're going to reach success. The best thing that any one ever told me was our uh, our broker here at the office when I was a brand new agent. He said, there's all kinds of systems you can follow. You can follow Buffini, like calls, notes, and Popeyes. You can go you know, do what Tom Ferry's doing. You can do any of those systems. He says, but if you dedicate yourself to one and you put your head down and you do it, you will be fine. There's a lot of talk about agents falling out, but if you really commit to one and you and you do it without saying that you're better than any one part of that system, you, you will succeed. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to our sponsor, uh, Mindset Boosters, and because it's all about mindset. So let's hear from them. If you're ready to let go of anxiety, let go of uncertainty, let go of doubt, Mindset Boosters gives you the ability to decide how you act and feel in any situation. Ready to take charge of your mindset? Go to MindsetBoosters.com. And if you want to find out more about it, there's a QR code at the top of the screen. So mindset, uh, there's a famous quote that's, you know, been beaten to death by Henry Ford. Uh, you know, if a man thinks he can or he can't, thinks he can't, he's right. So having that mindset coming in is, is so critical. And one of the things that stops us from, you know, achieving what we want to achieve is uh, the comfort zone. Uh, Nick, why don't you kick us off? Uh, your thoughts on the comfort zone and how can we expand it to do the things we want to do? Because oftentimes our desires are outside of the comfort zone and we need to go through that barrier to get there. Right. So I, I can talk about that a little bit personally and with the with the growth through to a bigger team there's a whole when you're a new agent of course or when you're a new realtor you do everything so you are your own marketer you are your own administration and there are some of those things that are a lot emotionally easier than others so for most people or for a lot of people picking up the phone and calling somebody especially if it's someone you don't know or if it's a hard conversation with the client those are the emotionally tougher ones those are the ones you dread and people will tell you to do to do that first in the day, get it out of the way. I think swallow the frog is the, I mean, if you have a list of a bunch of things and one mm -hmm. of them is swallow frog, you do that first. But in terms of, in terms of a shift there, what, what I learned over time was to structure, first of all, structure my day so that I was getting the hard out of the way first, do that for other people on the team. And if something was not, it was easy but it was not important to see who else could do it for me there's a, there's some things as a team lead there's a certain way that my my time and energy should be spent and building my day so that other people were doing the things that they could do for me so our, our transaction coordinator or our marketer i love marketing but i know that somebody else who does it better than me should be should be doing it and i and i just pitch in whereas my uh, energy should be spent on driving leads converting sales and serving our clients in a way that we're going to get referrals. Superb. Uh, ben, thoughts on comfort zone and how to expand it? Um, yes, actually, you know what? I, uh, 
I try and spend a little bit of time here every single day and I encourage everybody in my whole life to do this. And uh, um, I think that we will always kind of grow into the space that we give ourselves. And, you know, that space that we give ourselves is kind of restricted and limited by uh, our beliefs and by our by our mindsets and but more specifically in a lot of cases emotionally by our fears so you know no most people don't like the idea of chasing down their fears and kind of pushing up against them because it doesn't mm. feel good um, so I find the biggest thing that there's there's ways that you can do it without needing to constantly be pushing 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 against the fear so instead of, of kind of going about it that way is there's a little bit of mental rehearsal that can happen by just simply recognizing and, and realizing what those fears are, um, realizing what the beliefs are behind those fears, you know, resolving those those beliefs, and then being able to actually just kind of expand without having to like push, push, push. Um, I And the, the only reason that I, I, I do it that way and that I encourage people to do it that way is because I spent a lot of time uh, in my adult life kind of living with some pretty serious anxiety. Uh, and so I, I was aware of what it was like to live with a lot of fear all the time and recognize that the whole idea of kind of like pushing out and pushing against the fear and trying to reclaim my life uh, was just like this losing battle like i i'd push against it and it would just kind of come back in and push against it and come back in i realized that there was no kind of permanent or lasting change happening and so when i started digging in a little bit deeper i realized that it was the beliefs that were the things that were you know that were my automatic settings if you will so you get out there wake up feeling good one day and go push against this and kind of feel like i'm making some ground and then wake up the next day and go well here's the fear again like i'm just i'm, I'm still afraid so something's not changing uh something needs to be different so i find that that focusing on the belief really seems to make the biggest difference to the way i feel the mindset my energy level the results i achieve um but basically you know when i look at where i am now and i think i've got a team of 15 agents like it blows my mind i mean five years ago four years ago three years ago if you had said you're going to be here i would have been like no that's i just there's no way i could ever manage possible, that. Yeah. too much for me like i just i don't have the capacity that's too scary blah 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 and i didn't just yes there's a part of growing into it but the bigger part is just that i like i i find that with the beliefs that i can just kind of carve out the pathway and expand the space and then i just naturally grow into it um so it's it's interesting you know nick you mentioned the one thing about uh about some things being emotionally easy and some things not being emotionally easy. I, I love the way you said that because it's so true and that we have a tendency to avoid that stuff that's not emotionally easy, but that's where the real growth happens, right? Like if we're able to carve out that space for ourselves or if we're able to, you know, mentally open the space in our mind and then just naturally expand into that space, everything changes pretty quickly. So that's been my finding. Yeah, so it turns out that uh, the heart of a week who we are is where we hold our beliefs. The only problem is this stuff lives in the unconscious and we're only uh, aware of the symptoms, the behaviors that we're doing because of it. We try and change the behaviors because we're not addressing the underlying belief. They change uh, not at all or they change for a little while, but the gravity is so strong. We go back to what we used to do. We've all met people that have gone to a workshop and it's like, oh my God, my life's changed. And then two weeks later, they're back to the old behaviors. And so we've released this training, which actually teaches people how to go in from a neuroscience point of view and actually change beliefs, like in the next 20 minutes, like they're just gone and it just changes your behaviors. So, you know, that is the missing link between uh, what we want to do and the fears. Uh, Yanni, uh, comfort zone, thoughts on that? So there's a 
I'm sure everyone's heard the expression, your 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 comfort zone will kill you. Um so being I've not in, heard that, but I love and, it. <laughs> and, and 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 not kind of pushing outside of the place that you're really super comfortable, you're not gonna get that growth. I mean, I've spent I think the last 24, 36 months really diving into modern stoicism and trying to get a sense that mm. things are the way that they are and you can't control things that are external to your own process and your own thinking. So things are going to happen. I think that it's important to understand what you do as a result is going to be the important thing. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about discipline and knowing that if we can consistently do certain tasks, certain activities, take time away to reset your mind and kind of just think about the totality of your activity in the course of the day, in the course of the week, what you want to accomplish, you're going to begin to make that impact. I mean, we did an exercise not long ago. I mean, a report came out that realtors, they're still voted in the eyes of the general public, you know, literally it's the number two profession behind used car salespeople in terms of how we are reviewed and received in, in, in the public. So we did an exercise across the uh, past couple of weekends that told the team that when you introduced yourself to someone, how are you introducing them in a way that doesn't mention that you're in real estate, you're a realtor? Think about a creative way to tell somebody what you do um, and, and do it all weekend long. And, and, and when we regroup on our team meeting, like, let's, let's figure it out. Um, and, you know, one of the things that happened to me is I found this woman's um, purse on my walk to get coffee one day in the neighborhood. Um, she must have dropped it on the way to get coffee, walking her daughter or whatever. And, you know, I wanted to return it to her. So I filtered through, found a phone number, ended up calling. And I was like, it's Yanni Constantopoulos. I'm a good Samaritan here in the neighborhood. And I seem to have found your pocketbook. Um, and, it, you know, we, we kicked off a whole conversation on just being a good Samaritan, wanting to be helpful. Um, and I had the team think through, you know, when you meet someone at the dog park or a coffee shop or the dry cleaner or the grocery store, getting outside of your comfort zone is striking up a conversation with someone that you don't know and thinking about a unique and clever way to be memorable and, and, and be exciting and, and just see how you can brighten their day in that random moment and see how that goes. Uh, and we've done a good bit to think about how you can push the boundary of what does it mean to make a new interaction and make a new connection and, and, and how do you go from there? Um, you know, I, I think comfort zones are unique in that they're like sponges. You take a sponge and you dip it in water, it'll get super wet in a tip, but it'll dry as it expands. I think thinking through it when you, you want to be dipping that sponge in as frequently as you can to get it heavier and thicker and bigger. That's how you're going to grow and get strong. You let the sponge sit out in the sun and it dries out. It's kind of useless until it gets dipped back in that water to absorb all of that 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 energy, that 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 ability to to make an impact. Brilliant. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Uh, it's. Uh, I was just thinking about the Good Samaritan, and I'm not up on my Bible study, but didn't it turn out badly for him? Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a book by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, uh, Emperor of Rome, and uh, it was an interesting uh, book in terms of, you know, why are you fretting about your family members that are like troublesome? Because one day you're going to die. And it was uh, another chapter is about finance. Why are you worried about your finance? Because one day you're going to die. And it was just kind of reframing it. So uh, there is a gift of uh, uh, debt. So I'll give you one more thing and I'll frame up the question. There was this uh, really brilliant show called 
a human weapon. And it was these two martial artists going around the world. They'd go hang out in Japan with the ninjas. And right at the, they'd see all the different uh, temples. They go to the main temple with the main guy who's a grandmaster, 100th level. He's like 99 million years old. And he's uh, one of these guys has to fight a ninja warrior for real. And he asked the ninja master, is there any words of wisdom? And the guy says, embrace your death. Only through embracing your death will you truly live. And the guy's like, that's not helpful. But it <laughs> is a liberator, right? We probably all know people that have been in a near accident that have survived or gotten cancer and survived. And they come out with this new lease on life. So uh, thoughts on kind of our relationship with death and our ability to reach our potential. Uh, it's not meant to bum you out. Uh, uh, ben, why don't you kick this off? Whew, okay. Um, just so everyone's aware, you can follow me for more tech skills. Look at how good I am with my camera <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, you know, when I had a lot of anxiety in my life, I had like, there were times when I, I, I just, when I say I couldn't leave the house, it was because I had agoraphobia. I was scared of leaving mm. the house. I mean, it was horrible. Tried being a realtor doing that, right? Um, and That's irony. Now you saw them. <laughs> Pardon me? What's that? That's irony. Now you sell them. You couldn't leave one yeah. and now you sell them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so, you know, the biggest thing I found was that the fear of death is often the root fear of many, many, many other fears. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's this one there's this one movie uh, by Simon Pegg called, I think it's called The Fantastic Fear of Everything. And for anybody who's struggling with anxiety, it's a really funny, interesting movie to watch. But ultimately, in a lot of ways, the biggest thing comes down to just safety, you know, and I think as realtors, especially, you know, when we think about these things that are emotionally difficult to do or these areas where we're trying to expand our boundaries and stuff like that, the reason it feels so uncomfortable is because we don't feel safe. And if you recognize and come to the realization within yourself that no matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter who you're around, no matter what's happening in your life, that you are always safe then you'll feel so much more solid and comfortable being able to move forward, achieve your goals, go after the things you want and get to the levels that you want. Um, and I know for me, I grew up in a, in a household where I didn't really feel safe. Well, looking mm -hmm. back on it, like I can now understand why I didn't. Um, and it was uh, just a typical, uh, uh, you know, household at that specific time, there was nothing special about it, I wouldn't say. And I wouldn't say we were at one far end of the extreme or the other, but I came out of it, you know, thinking that, oh yeah, life is good, life is normal. I had a normal childhood. And then as I got older and, uh, you know, life started to develop in certain ways, I, these fears and anxieties really started to present themselves. And it was just this core place of just not feeling safe. And, uh, and, and so much that again has to do with has to do with the fear of death. So I also agree that you know if you can come close to getting a little bit more clarity around understanding that you know someday you're going to die and it might be tomorrow, um, and to let go of the fear around that, it helps to easily embrace today a lot more for sure. Yeah, I had these defining moments where uh, this guy kind of framed up death once when I was a lot younger. He said, "Look, in our society, there's only like three outcomes in the world. One is everything ends, pain's over, nothing to worry about." Second one is you go to heaven or hell and only a good person would believe in that stuff. So you're going to go to heaven. Don't worry about it. Third one is you get reincarnated, reincarnated as a realtor. So, you know, hey, <laughs> that's pretty cool. thoughts on yeah. kind of my relationship of death and uh, not living a fuller life 
Sure. So I think hard about having the perspective that we are remarkably fortunate to get to do what we do. And life is really short. And we only get it once. And I'm all about trying to live it to its fullest as best I can. Um, a couple of years ago, over the 4th of July, I went mountain biking with some buddies. Um, and, you know, they take ski resorts in the summertime and you get to basically ride your bike down the trails. I hadn't been on a mountain bike in years. And I decided to follow a buddy of mine down some you ramp. You idiot. Like <laughs> Meanwhile, so we hit the ramp and he landed fine. I saw where I was supposed to go and went nowhere near there. Crashed brutally, turned my shoulder into pasta. Anyway, over the cash register at this resort is my helmet um, from that day with a sign that says, this is why you wear helmets. <laughs> and I think about that because an inch the other way, I wouldn't have gotten to walk up with just a collarbone break. I could have not walked off at all, or I could have walked off, you know, without being able to move. So yeah. The ability to understand that you know, what we've got is remarkably special and super important to do as best you can in the things that you do is something that I think about day in and day out. Um, because, you know, it's not that I'm not afraid of dying. I just know that it's going to happen. Um, and, and you know, I don't think that I've embraced it in a way that helps me think about things different. It's just that I'm really cognizant that, hey, you're lucky to be here because um, it couldn't... It, it could have gone different for you on that day and it could have just been done. Um, so having the understanding that, you know, it, it, life is fragile uh, or here one moment, you're not the next. Um, so what do you do with the time that you've got? And for me, having the perspective that I'm in an awesome place in my own life, I've got a great team. We've grown by 30% year after year since I started the business. Um, we enjoy spending time with one another and having wins for our clients, many of whom become really good lifelong friends after the experiences with us is pretty awesome. Um, and I think just being able to have the perspective that we're in a unique and awesome space is something that I don't take for granted. And I try to remind the team that, hey, every once in a while, you got to set back from the day to day activities to just think about how unique a life you've been able to create for yourself and for your family through our our, our chosen path here. um but relish in it and be be really comfortable that it's something that we've we've got to do nice so the reason before we go to nick uh, just commenting on the story you told this is why we're having this show today is it's really important to have a positive mindset because if you didn't have a positive mindset yanni it could have been really really easy for you to go life's too dangerous I don't want to try anything new. I'm just gonna. So the comfort zone is not static. It's either expanding or it's contracting. And if you don't realize it, it just gets smaller and smaller and the world gets scary and scary and we do less and less. So having a positive mindset lets you A, just show up more powerfully in life, but B, when something tragic happens, it doesn't uh, cut you to the quick. It's just like a brush off and kind of move forward. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think the, the the reality is the mind, the 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 mind is so special in that it takes what you give it, and I look at negativity like an infection. If you think a negative thought and you latch onto it, it'll turn into more negative thoughts, and those negative thoughts will infect other thoughts, and it turns into a downward spiral of negativity. If you're constantly optimistic and you're thinking about good things and you're thinking about 
you know, the, the, the underdog win story. You're, you're, you're adding positive reinforcement into your mind. You're thinking about motivating. You're thinking about goodness. Those thoughts continue to just reinforce and it builds and you get a heap load of positive momentum that, yeah, when, the, when negativity happens or when challenges arise, you're more quick to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to power through this. I'm not going to let it knock me down. Um, but you know, the, the, the mind I think works with what you give. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that we should be constantly feeding it with positive messages and, and good momentum and things that generally make you feel optimistic and uplifting and inspiring, um, and thinking through ways to find that. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Nick thoughts on the subject of like, this is such an uplifting show, death and performance. <laughs> So yeah, sure. Death and performance. My thoughts in relationship with uh, with death is that I know I know people and and family members who have gone too soon, and I know ones who have lived rich, full lives. For example, my my last grandparent, uh, my Dutch grandfather, passed away last year in Calgary, and he had lived just a wonderful life into his nineties. And so in both cases, both the people who are gone too soon and the potential that they never realized and the people who are there. And in, in the case of my Paca, who uh, who who did realize you can say by all accounts, he had a very successful life and the love that he created. I think, OK, I've got one go around in this life. How can I adjust my business? So real estate, like many realtors, this was this was I came here through a long course. I was an elementary school teacher before mm -hmm. I did. So now that I find myself here, what can I do to make this the best that I'm going to be, both in terms of the way that I get to experience and enjoy life, that I get to build it so that my the people who are important to me, my wife and my children and my family, uh, get to enjoy their lives. So how can we build it so that we I'm present with them and I can structure it so that I can be with them for the important times. And then for the people who are on my team and the clients we serve, how can we structure our business so that we are being there for them when they need in a way that they need us and building a community. So our, our, my business has been structured very much to build community and, and build, uh, not just be successful financially, but successful in a way that I feel that there is a positive impact out in the world. So, and that's, that's the relationship that death. Nice. So just uh, closing this topic out, then we're going to go to a round robin. That'll be really, really quick is some of the greatest companies the world has ever known came to death's door and redefined who they were and what they did and just went on a different course. Like Boeing being a great example of being a me too air, uh, aircraft company. And when it was, they were going to die, it was like, why don't we put jets on passenger liners? And of course, they became like the dominant player. So uh, uh, death sometimes brings uh, urgency to the forefront. What I'd like to do to close this out, and I'll kick it off, is to get each of you guys to give a tip on how to get a positive mindset, something simple, executable people can do. And we'll just keep on going till we run out. So people get like great value out of this episode. I'll kick it off. One of the best ways to get uh, a great mindset is to be grateful every single day for what you already have. And not only grateful for, I have this, I'm grateful I have this podcast. Uh, the part that, that added to it is because I get to learn really cool freaking things. This is where the juice is for me. So I was always asking that because 
So gratitude is a great way to get positive mindset. Nick? Uh, align your actions to your values. So decide what your values are and what you what you're going to put into the world and structure your life and your and your business so that you're bringing more of that. Love it. Ben? Uh, recognize that you are a hot air balloon that is desperately wanting to just float up and up and up and up naturally, easily and effortlessly. That is your nature. You do. You just want to grow and expand and be all of that. Um, and that the only things holding you back are the is the negativity and the, the difficulties and challenges and limitations that that you've created that uh, that are within you. So you have to learn how to make peace with those things and you will naturally grow and expand into that space and that place and that success that you want. Going with your metaphor, get rid of some of the sandbags in your balloon. <laughs> uh, Yanni. Uh, sure. For me, it's simple. It's, 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 it's discipline. Uh, and having the understanding that it shouldn't be you versus anybody else. It's always you versus you. And you don't need to make 25%, 30%, 50% changes overnight. Just focus on being 1% better than the day before. Um, very easy to just think about disciplining yourself to just do the consistent actions. They make you a little bit better because at the end of the day, if you were better than the day you were yesterday and tomorrow's you're going to be better than today, you're making progress. And love it. You know, discipline, discipline helps. So there's a bazillion quotes out there for a reason. So pick a quote a day and just, uh, just meditate on it for a few minutes. And it's like, uh, like one of my favorites is Winston Churchill. When you get to hell, keep going. And oftentimes we stop too soon and, and just fill, use those to be more motivated. Nick? The quotes, is that what we're, was that we're doing now? No, no, it was uh, just still positive, uh, positive tip. Positive. So the, the other thing I would say is, uh, well, I would steal a quote from Seth Godin here that would be related and it would be to to dance with the fear. So if there's something that you fear or are uncomfortable doing, that's probably the direction you need to go. Or in a, I mean, as I explained to my kids in a video game metaphor the other day, if you're running into enemies, you're probably going in the right direction. Oh, love it. Ben. Uh Kind of along those same lines, uh, Tim Ferriss has a good one. He calls it fear setting. And of course, Tim doesn't really create a lot of stuff. He just kind of beg borrows and steals from other people to create concepts, which is great. He's just really good at communicating them. But is that idea of fear setting. So it's like when you project yourself into the future towards a specific goal or outcome or result that you're looking for, you're going to and take the time to recognize what the fears are in the way of that. Um, when you get rid of those fears, you'll feel way more compelled towards moving in that direction more easily. Um, and I think the other thing, and a great quote that's kind of associated with that one is, if there was no fear, you would already have it. So when you recognize what the fear is, you resolve the fear, it's so much easier to just go get the thing that you want. And I say yeah. thing, but I mean everything. Yeah. Brilliant. Yanni? Uh, so I look at a uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that says, if a man constantly aspires, is he not elevated? So I think thinking through really big goals will help because if you aim high and miss, but you're aiming higher than anybody else will, you'll attain a level of success that most people aren't thinking through. Um, so, you know, and it, it ties into another one that the goals that you want to accomplish today, if they're not big enough, they require a version of you that you don't know yet. So you got to constantly be thinking through to get the, to get to a place that you've never been, you've got to be doing something you haven't done before. So you got to think through what are the changes that are required to get you there. I'm going to do one last round. I love the word better. And it's like, how could I make this transaction better for my customer? Or on this particular interview, what could I do to make this conversation better? And an answer always 
pops up and what pops up for me right now is to is to smile <laughs> uh nikki last tip last tip uh would be just specifically in a, in a real estate or any kind of client uh focused business is to bring the clients along with you and let them know what to expect what's ahead mm. uh that deals with so many of the issues that you can run into same with your team members as well to let them know what's what's ahead in the vision of where you're going and that way they can they can row in the same direction as you in the same boat love it ben uh be okay to take a loss today for a big win tomorrow um and uh recognize that uh especially as team lead i i found it remarkably humbling um that it's so easy to just kind of jump in and get all mixed up and everything but taking a breather taking a beat and uh just just kind of chilling out and recognizing that as the leader it's your job to not get all wrapped up in everything and it's to hold a higher standard for everyone um and i feel when you hold that higher standard and you behave at that level strictly by just being like a really heart-based human being and treating people with respect and love and 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 honor and and all the things that they deserve um everything can be different brilliant yanni uh so i mean i think mine are to be two one is embrace the journey more than the destination mm. um you know the man who likes walking will walk a lot further than the person who wants to get to the finish line and um, so embrace the journey um because the journey is what it's all about um and i think just being rooted in kindness at the end of the day it takes nothing for you to be kind and you know we're all fighting our own battles our own demons and people out there have a lot of stuff on their plate um so just looking at the world with a lens of kindness and understanding that the journey that we're on is better than the finish line that we put in front of ourselves um and thinking through that especially in our business with clients it's 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 making sure that that whole journey is a memorable one and a good one because if we're acting through kindness you're going to be in a really good spot love it hey guys thanks so much for being on the show today learned a lot thank you and hopefully we added value uh to the people watching and listening uh i'm gonna close the show out stay online we'll kind of chat uh post show in a moment If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.